Lord's Health System, one of the region's leading healthcare providers, proudly presents Lord's Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. Transcatheter aortic valve replacement, or TAVR, is an advanced, minimally invasive procedure currently recommended for individuals who are considered too sick to undergo a surgical aortic valve replacement. My guest today is Dr. Steve Kernis. He's an interventional cardiologist with Lord's Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kernis. Tell us what is TAVR and who is it for? Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Um, TAVR stands for transcatheter aortic valve replacement. It's a mouthful, but it's uh, had a lot of publicity and a lot of buzz now for the past really few years. Uh, Our European colleagues call it TAVI, whereas we call it TAVR, but it is the same procedure. Uh, It's basically a way of giving someone a new valve without having to do an open-heart surgery. So, Uh, In TAVR, it is the aortic valve that we are uh, replacing. Um, We don't take the old one out. We have a new valve that is inside a stent, a big stent. The stent goes through the catheter, which is like a long straw that we snake up from the groin or sometimes from other areas, and we advance it into uh, inside, actually, the old valve in the heart that isn't working well. When you open the stent, there's a balloon that you inflate. The stent opens. The balloon deflates. Uh, You take out the balloon, and what's left behind is the opened stent that has inside of it a new tissue valve, and hence you now have a new fully functioning valve uh, immediately. That's the procedure. Wow, that is absolutely fascinating. How does this differ from the standard valve replacement? The standard surgical valve replacements, which, again, have been around for a long time, uh, involve traditionally or conventionally uh, sternotomy, uh, opening up the breastbone. Uh, the patient's, of course, uh, under general anesthesia, is on a bypass machine, their heart is stopped, it's cooled down, the surgeon's open up the chest and the heart, get to the old valve where they can see it, they actually cut it out, and then take either a tissue or mechanical, more commonly tissue valve, and sew it in into place in the heart. That's the surgical way. Um, The surgeons uh, have other surgical options which don't necessarily require opening up the breastbone, but in any way that they do it in terms of a surgical valve replacement, it involves some type of uh, chest incision, uh, going on a bypass machine, stopping the heart, and all sort of the the risks that go along with that, whereas the TAVR uh, allows us to give someone a new heart valve, a heart valve which, by the way, we have found works just as well, sometimes better, but at least as well in terms of duration how well it performs as the old surgical valves. Uh, But with the TAVR, uh, most patients now, probably about 90%, are getting these through the groin, no incisions required. Uh, At Lourdes, most people are not requiring any general anesthesia, just simple sedation. 
um, and they are up walking around later in the day with really nothing but a little uh, needle stick uh, in the groin, which, you know, is mildly uh, mildly uncomfortable, certainly nothing like opening up the breastbone. And how long, Dr. Kernis, does the valve last? Good question. The uh, the TAVR procedure was first done in 2002. There's been, oh, probably close to uh, getting close, if not already, at about a million of these put in uh, worldwide now um, over the last, you know, many years. Uh, but uh, because the TAVR valve experience is still, you know, let's say 14 or so years old, no one knows for sure is this valve going to be, let's say, 30 or 40 years down the line still working? The surgical counterparts uh, tend to last, the tissue valves tend to last in the 10 to uh, 15 year. That's, that's sort of an average length of time that many surgeons will tell a patient, hey, this is uh, about how long, on average, the valves will function normally. The TAVR valve, we have seen it's probably going to be the same, if not better. It's a very, very durable valve. So uh, could it last longer than our surgical counterparts? Certainly possible, but we have no reason right now to see that it's anything less. Who's a good candidate for this type of valve surgery? Are there certain people who you would say are not candidates for TAVR or certain people that are definitely? It's a great and critical question. That's Probably the, the the biggest thing we do when evaluating patients is to see just that is this appropriate for the patient? Are they is it is it indicated? If somebody has a severely dysfunctional valve, what we would call severe aortic stenosis, number one, number two, is that valve causing them symptoms? Are they symptomatic? That's, that's number one, and that's number two. Then. In 2016, and by the way, this is likely to change very soon, but to date, the commercial availability, and when I say commercial, I mean outside of research trials. You know, there are research trials, whether it be at Lourdes or other hospitals, uh, but the the on-label indicated commercially available TAVR valves are for what we call high or excessively high risk patients. That's been the case for uh, a few years now. Um, but it's most of us are confident that within the next six months or so, that indication is going to come down to in- include intermediate risk patients as well. Of course, we have definitions of what constitutes intermediate or high risk. And then, of course, we do testing to see if someone is physically and anatomically appropriate. But I think the the important, real important part of your question is that for a while now, this valve was really only uh, indicated or available for those at the highest risk level, and that is changing rapidly. In fact, most of us have thought for a while, and it looks like it's going in the direction that this procedure and this valve may very well replace entirely uh, the surgical valve. You can imagine for patients uh, it's much less invasive, and they're out of the hospital in a day or two, and it's something that most of us would probably want for ourselves or family if it was as good of a outcome. 
What do you want, Dr. Kernis, as far as aftercare for this valve? How soon can people resume activity? Are there any limitations once you've got this great valve? No, the the recovery on average for the people that get the valve put in through their groin, which again is uh, the majority now, uh, those patients, if everything, if the procedure went well, they're up walking around the day of the procedure, um, the next day in the hospital, walking around the same, are home on average two to three days after the procedure is completed. Um, and the ones that are not requiring any incisions, which is the majority, are really able to regain any and all activities within reason uh, that they were doing before. We have them avoid very heavy bending and lifting and long car rides for really up to probably a week. But for practical purposes, people are back to doing everything they were before and feeling better, of course. How soon can they get back to activity? Really within a couple few days, probably maximum uh, a week. Wow, that is absolutely fascinating. In just the last minute here, give your best advice about people considering valve replacement, why they should consider TAVR, and why they should come to Lourdes for their health care. Anyone that, uh, whether they are recognizing that their breathing is not good, they can't do physically or aerobically things they could do 6-12 months earlier, having chest discomforts, uh, feeling excessively tired and weak, those sorts of symptoms, they should absolutely first see their, their main doctor, of course. And if that doctor uh, sees that they may have th- this valve problem, they usually go and see a cardiologist and testing may determine, yes, they do have that valve problem and then they're usually shuttled to someone like me. Um, I think that everybody should be considered these days for the TAVR. If they qualify, terrific. If they don't, like I say, there's still uh, surgical options as far as Lourdes. Um, I think our program is a bit unique in one. Uh, our outcomes uh, have been uh, far superior than the national outcomes. There's a lot of data, a lot of reporting, so this is all very objectively reported, and we've been fortunate about our outcomes, our volume, or our 200th case is going to be within the next week or two in, in a few years, which is a pretty good outcome. And we have a big team and a lot of different docs from, from groups that participate, so uh, we get people in and out pretty quickly as well. I think that's a very strong point. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's absolutely fascinating, and we applaud all the great work that you're doing. You're listening to Lord's Health Talk, and for more information, you can go to lordsnet.org. That's lordsnet.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.